Welcome to Sundays with the Weekend Sober Gals. I'm Katzia. And I'm Kim. Join us as we explore different topics each week, ranging from motherhood to parenting to marriage. And we'll talk about personal stories from our past and we'll just explore what it's like to thrive rather than just survive the weekend sober. Every week, every Sunday. episode of season two and we are just kind of at the end of it all here before baby comes and yeah how many how many episodes did we have this year because like obviously i came in kind of part way through and so how many episodes or how many have you done for the podcast really good question (laughs) <laughs> um in terms of the, po- the podcast we've had um 75 episodes Ooh. um and this season um i think let me double check but i think maybe around like 30 mm-hmm. or so um yeah let's see yeah th- 35 episodes this season so oh okay so it is pretty even between the two seasons almost yeah yeah so um yeah it's exciting um to wrap it up and to have a little break and um focus on you know your baby coming and that's (laughs) a a big thing like having a baby like some days i'm like (laughs) totally chill about it i'm just like because i some of the people I follow, like now my, my Instagram feed is curated to new moms or whatever, not totally, but, and they've all started popping out their babies and I'm like, they can do it. I can do it kind of thing. And then other days I'm living in the anxiety and terror of it all. I'm like, ah, like it's been so long. And, and like I shared on the episode we did about my like pregnancy journey. And then like, kind of, I think I shared on there that with Harper, I had, and this was, she's eight and a half. I had a doula and I had this whole thing planned out that I was going to have unmedicated birth. And I was going to have this like holistic experience and things didn't go to plan. And so that was like really traumatizing. And so I'm like, what if like things don't go to plan? Okay, that's fine. But do I even try to go down that route? So like literally, it's like a mind fuck for the last like few weeks of just like trying to, some days I'm like, I can do this. I want to do like, I want to have a natural birth or I want to have a vaginal delivery or whatever, whatever. And then it was like, oh, I don't know if I do. And I kind of, because with her, it ended in an emergency C-section after 32 hours. So like, if I had made that decision earlier in that, but once you're in it, you know, once you're in the roller coaster of like labor or whatever you're doing to get the baby out, you're not thinking straight. No, you're, just, you're, you're completely, you know, and so I was like, I'm not the kind of mom to have like a really strict birth plan, but I need. Right. To kind of I, <laughs> I remember in um, when I was pregnant with Brayden, my first, they, you know, I was in like a new mom's group or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, 
they everybody had such a strict birth plan and and i remember people being like you need to type it up and print it out and bring it with you and I, everyone in the room <laughs> i remember that i don't know if it was like the, that time like 10 12 years ago or is, or do people still do that like you they do and they have templates and stuff like on the internet and whatever and i'm oh like God. and like but i think about it and i'm like if i do that what knowing me if things don't go according to that plan then i'm going to feel feel like i failed at the plan <laughs> like how do you fail at getting your baby into the world right if they're healthy and you're healthy and it doesn't traumatize you you know there's certain things that i know for sure like i i'm not okay with but then that list is very short and then there's you know the rest of it i found too a lot of it depends on the people in the room and i think that's true of anything like even in social situations in sobriety you could walk into two different rooms in the same day and feel totally different about the vibe there and feel really secure and confident in your sobriety in that one room and then completely shaken and not grounded in your sobriety in the other room. I don't know if you find that, but it's, yeah, I, I do. I totally understand what you're saying. Um, it depends on, yeah, the energy almost yeah. and the people. Um, I totally get that. And I think in terms of you having the baby <laughs> uh, hopefully the energy is <laughs> well so in sobriety something that's happened is that i have become very clear about like what what i feel are things that cross like boundaries that i have or whatever and almost like it's like i'm making up for lost time because sometimes i feel like i get so angry about like things like my husband will be like okay, we don't have to like tell everyone, like, you know, like send every meal back at the restaurant or whatever it is. And I'm like, but we have to stand up for ourselves. And he's like, so I explained to him, I'm like, I think it's just because of for years, I let people walk all over me. So now I'm just so clear on what I don't want. But it's like, if you're in labor, and there's some nurse in there that's like really getting under your skin. <laughs> you're gonna be like, get the freak out of here. Like, no, this is her shift. <laughs> I don't know. That's so interesting. So you are like, you feel like you need to like, you're like, this is my second chance. Like I need to um, live my life and like not let people take advantage of me. And because uh, that that's so interesting. I don't yeah. feel like I necessarily have that <laughs> approach in terms of I because I, I don't feel like I, I was doing that before I think that my now I feel like when I'm like going into situations I definitely um I don't know if it's like I need to stand up for myself or I just think that I'm always telling myself I need to make the most of situations right maybe. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I feel like I didn't enjoy things before. And it's like, now I'm like, I have to, you know, get the most out of this, you know, have the most fun. And I put pressure on myself to try to experience the most out of things mm -hmm. and almost to like a fault, you know, to the point of like, I don't enjoy things almost because I'm like putting pressure on myself to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Actually that, that is also, I mean, 
your intention behind it is, I think is totally right because you want to make the most of it. Um, but you and I are both like, kind of like high strung people that like, you know, like we maybe a bit of perfectionism and things like that come into there. And that was something that I managed by drinking was I sort of was like, cause I had very high expectations for myself and for like other people or situations or like people I work with or whatever it was. And, um, by drinking, I kind of just was able to like switch that off and switch on the, I don't give a shit button kind of thing. And so I think the intention, like I get, you know, the intention is really right for you to want to make the most of, of things, but it's almost like this idea of like, is there like a timeline that we're not aware of or like, yeah. is this, right. Can we not do these things again? And I, I don't know. It's such a weird. I, I think it, I, it's a lot. To, um, it, it plays out a lot in, in terms of my parenting and in mothering my children and mm -hmm. I'm myself, you know, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do it right from here yeah. on out because I feel like I was half-assing motherhood for a long time because of my drinking yeah. and you know I was hung over a lot and um I was you know not half invested in what I was doing as a mom but I was um but my mind was elsewhere you know I was kind of yeah. numbing and I was um you know the s most of the evening kind of checked out and so then I feel this pressure now to be really present. Yes. Um, and then I feel that guilt um, when I'm not, when I'm not enjoying my time with my kids, you know, and there's that piece of it. And I was actually um, Gladden Doyle's podcast this past week. She, her, she had a, um, an episode on mom guilt and how not yeah. to feel mom guilt. And that mom guilt is not actually like when you go out to dinner with your friends, and you're doing something for yourself that's actually not mom guilt like doing no. things for you that's not mom guilt like mm -hmm. it's completely different and yeah. we society has created this idea and this concept of um putting all this pressure on ourselves to to be a certain way and you know act a certain way and mm. that's really interesting yeah that that um, whole mom guilt thing is like that was a big part of my drinking too and you do you feel like you're making up for lost time with creating memories and experiences with your kids and like <sighs> like trying to just be there for them and because you are fully present I think you're just more in tune with their moods and their emotions and like their reactions to things. Um, so you like, sometimes I'll catch myself like always wanting to like take away any sadness she has, for example. And then I'm like, okay, but Ketsia, like it, she needs to go through and feel those emotions. And it, cause at the same time then I recognize like, wait, that's what I tried to do with drinking was just take away all of the emotions. So her and I are kind of, on this journey together we're on this journey as moms with our kids that we have this opportunity but we're still learning too so it's like a beautiful opportunity and also really scary <laughs> oh my god i know i i was like parker let's sit with these emotions let's let's 
heal them. And she's like, I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, I love that you did that. You're like, who am I? You're like, what are you talking about? What do you mean sit with this? I don't want to. What do you mean? I'm really angry. Throw stuff. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, the mom guilt is, I'm not dismissing the mom guilt from our days of drinking because that is real. Oh. That is true. Mm-hmm. That exists. And, you know, I think those of us that are sober, that are still working through the mom guilt um, and the shame, you know, that's, we'll be there and it lingers and it comes back. And I think that you and I have um, forgiven ourselves for a lot of the yeah. the, the mom guilt from those days. But, um, you know, go, here on out, it's easy to feel guilty for not being around because, oh, like, I'm going to go to the gym. That's not mom guilt. You know, that's, that yeah. is something completely different. That's self-care or whatever, you know. Well, like, talking about it, in our case, like, you and I are both pretty open about sharing about the mom guilt that we had back then. Yeah. And that's really helped. I, w- I don't know if it's helped accelerate my healing. I'm nowhere. You're never fully, you can't say you've arrived and you're healed, right, forever. And we go to therapy and we do things like that. But I think sharing about it and then finding common ground with other moms in their own lived reality has really helped me to work through some of that stuff because the shame and the secrets and and like stuffing stuff down was a big part of the drinking life for me so it felt the same when I wasn't coming clean it's not that I put all the nitty-gritty details out there and sometimes I'll still put something out there and I kind of like hold my breath a little bit <laughs> it's like yeah. jumping into a really cold pool of water you're like, <sighs> yeah and then you still sort of get like that vulnerability hangover mm-hmm. as says and you get a mm-hmm. little anxious for a minute and then you're like you know what this is actually this release of you know the shame is really cathartic and it's helpful yeah. and then when you connect with someone over the shame you know, someone feels that it's meaningful to them to hear that kind of story is really powerful and helpful. Yeah. Um, So, um, yeah, I, I feel like I'm going to change the subject completely. This is just totally random. This has been on my mind, but so yesterday it's, so it's summertime, right? We're, um, at the pool yesterday. It is the time of year when you know my kids are like let's go to the pool let's hang out um after dinner and it's the scene where just all these moms are ordering drinks and um it was the first time in a long time where i felt that like oh wow like nostalgia almost for um having that cocktail at um happy hour and i didn't want to drink by any means but i had that kind of like oh that used to be fun to sit here with a whole crowd and Mm -hmm. uh you know just kind of relax and kind of melt into my chair as the sun was setting um because there was all these groups of moms just kind of sitting around drinking and i was sitting by myself reading my book um that would have been me too (laughs) um and i was like totally content doing that but 
I just thought I looked up and I was like, oh, wow, like this is a really funny feeling. I hadn't felt it in a while. Two and a half years sober, you know, um, hadn't felt it in a very long time. That kind of like, oh, you was know, it kind of like just like a a familiar thing, like where you could sort of look at them and see a part or a piece of you or old you or whatever, however you look at it and be like, huh, that was yeah me. yeah and it's a weird it's a weird feeling it's like a cross between like nostalgia and like feeling, it, feeling grateful maybe yeah yeah because you are no because you know how that scene ends for you every time it doesn't yeah. end with just the one or two drinks by the pool it ends like passed out on your floor drinking vodka in your closet kind of thing right exactly because it doesn't it doesn't it 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 never ended well it never was just the one you're absolutely right so yeah it, it was that um feeling of thinking about the initial sip of ah like settling into the chair this is such a beautiful evening the kids are playing everything is bliss Mm -hmm. but that evaporated like that so fast right and it just always went terribly downhill (laughs) um and i i talked to you know another friend who was on her you know third or fourth cocktail and um she was like i wish i could do what you're doing i just really need to stop drinking but i can't and i probably won't till i'm 60. so i was Mm -hmm. like okay well you know it's like she's aware but she doesn't want to give it up you know you wish you could give them a little uh crystal ball to see into the their future if they were to make that decision today and maybe it would take them a few tries like i always want people to know that it doesn't just happen the first time you have that thought in your head you're not just gonna instantly you know well some people are obviously but but if you're just thinking about it just know that chances are it'll take you more than one time of thinking that before it actually registers. But you wish you could show your friends like that are in that space, like, hey, this is how good it can be through their eyes, right? Like they see you. And a lot of times when we have that self-doubt, we don't, we can't picture ourselves doing it. And so it holds us back from even trying, you know? Yep. And I... It's so, it is so hard. I just want to be able to tell them and show them this is, it's so much better on the other side, but you can't, you can't. And I, I, you know, you can't convince someone. And you Um, can't do it for them. Like they, as much as, like, if someone comes to me and says, tell me exactly what you do or what you did to get sober it's like i can share that but it's not there's no formula to this in my opinion i mean Mm -hmm. i never followed a program or anything and you didn't either and that works for a lot of people um but for me hard tips and tricks but it it may not work for you right so i think that's where sometimes your brain wants to like mess you up is like it'll say, well, you need to do it this way. And that's so true of anything in life. What I've learned in sobriety is like, I am so curious. And so I want to learn everything, but I take 
little bits and try them. And then I'm like, okay, this works and this doesn't, you know, yeah. Yeah. not everything is going to work, especially in sobriety, but yeah. some things are going to really click and you're going to find your people too. Yeah. I know I was talking to, um, Suzanne on the sober mom life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and we were talking about this exact same thing in how we both kind of just one day woke up and we were like, okay, we're not going to drink. But it was as if we finally realized that we had the option of not drinking and that right. alcohol didn't have to be this thing that was the ultimate. I mean, it's so hard to explain. It's just finally we were able to open our eyes to the idea of um, alcohol not playing like this pivotal role in our lives and accepting the fact that maybe we can kind of push it aside and maybe we can peek around the corner and see what else is around there, you know, the yeah. other side of it. And you have to be willing to look and right. check it out and be curious about what might be, you know, around the corner. Because if you're not and you're really scared to be me sitting alone, reading a book, right? That person, like if that terrifies you, you know, or whatever, you it's going to take you a little yeah. bit more to get there. I, I posted about like, that's not, I'm not saying that's your future sitting alone, reading a book. That's definitely <laughs> not your future. What's wrong with that? <laughs> that's what I do at the beach. Awesome <laughs> is sit alone on the shore reading a book. <laughs> because there are still plenty of people that are, you know, sober, still sitting in the middle of the circle chatting. Yeah. That's just well, my like, itself. Not yeah. so much. And like, you know, James and I, my husband and I did, um, we've done Vegas twice since I've been sober and I got married the first time and I was only six months sober. Then we went back the not this past February, like last year. And uh next year we're hoping to do Vegas in May because we want the pools to be open. And then we're doing like a family trip to Myrtle Beach um in the summer. We haven't booked the date yet or anything, but and then Myrtle Beach and Vegas historically were like huge drinking things for me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like, so now my mind is not like we go to, um, we stay at the same place and they've got like the tiki bar and whatever in Myrtle beach. And I would be consumed by thinking about like, if my husband was like, here's like, we bring a bunch of cash just as spending money and we pay for the trip up front or whatever. So he'd be like, Oh, here's 20 bucks or whatever. I'd be like calculating to the dime how many drinks I could get out of that and like really shortchanging people probably on tips because yeah. I just wanted more drinks for myself. Yeah. And I'd be passed out in the room, you know, yeah. at like 3 p.m. and be so grumpy when we go for dinner. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, so to think about going back there next year, bringing our baby who will be like one, bringing yeah. our daughter is just like, oh, it's so much gratitude. But you're right. Like, until you take alcohol off the pedestal and realize that there is a real life with 
real life things and like opportunities and and people out there it's really hard to it's not black and white it's not just alcohol or this it's like you can have a full life and not have to have drinking as another option you know what i mean yeah exactly yeah. you have to want it you have to be willing to look and summer and summer is really hard like we're gonna be on a break from the podcast but we're always here if people want to chat we'll be looking at you know ideas for the fall and stuff and um i think you know there's things that come up that are unique to different seasons i don't know um but it's uh it's a hard t any i guess any time of year is hard to get we got sober in between what uh halloween <laughs> like the halloween thanksgiving Christmas New Year's, like that whole season, like yeah. crazy too. <laughs> yeah, that was insane. Um, but yeah, let us know what topics we should be covering. I feel like we're going to talk a lot more about motherhood and parenting and that in relation to sobriety. So, um, but it will yeah. be a whole random mix of stuff. But um, yeah, so when we come back, we'll have another, we'll have a baby in tow which I can't wait. To and I'll be, doing, I'll be doing this as a sober parent because I was not doing it as this. There's this whole, I mean, a lot of moms can't wait. And this is no shade because this was me. I could yeah. not wait for Harper to be born so that I could literally like be the mom that could have wine at night again or whatever it was. But it quickly for me deteriorated. And so this time... Uh, it's going to be so different. Um, so I'm excited to share that with people. <laughs> I am so excited to hear about that perspective because I, I can relate to that. I was drinking the day I came home in the hospital. Oh. Well, when I was in, I think, I don't know if I told this as my story, but when I was in labor and I had the doula, I labored at home for probably like six hours or something, seven hours. And then she came over and she's like, okay, you can get in the bath if that feels good to you. And my um, ex-boyfriend's mom had bought me a bottle of wine, one of my favorite wines that I like from a winery in Canada, in Kelowna. And then she said, if wine will help you, just have a glass. So I had a glass of wine while I was in labor. Well, I don't know how much I drank of it, but I had that. So already my mindset is like, oh, so, you know, I had like this stockpile of booze waiting for me once the baby was out and, and like the pumping and dumping sometimes, like just yeah. this whole, the mind, the mental gymnastics combined with newborn life was so hard. Yeah. I imagine doing that now. I know. Isn't that crazy? I went into the hospital with like early labor with Parker and the contractions weren't like, a, a, I remember them being like, um, you can go home. We're not ready for you. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. This is my third kid. Like I should know what labor feels like, but I went into labor really in like had chase really quickly. Mm -hmm. And like it, it, like the contractions like progressed really fast. So I was scared. Everyone says you're going to have your third kid in, in a cab or whatever. So, way, I, right. yeah, so I went in really fast with Parker and they were like, no, go home. And the nurse said, have at least two glasses of wine. And what? of course, I think I had like a bottle. I don't even know. You know, like I went home and I was like, I can drink. What? I have permission.
oh, well, people will be like, oh, well, the baby's already grown by that point. Like, yeah. you're not going to do any any damage. And it's like, okay, I guess. But that just started the slippery, slippery slope. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. was like, the host told me to. Evan's like, okay. <laughs> she told me. Some stranger gives you permission. This is how <laughs> we know. Like, any stranger gave me permission or any person, I would always, like, latch on to, like, people yep. at the bar at social gatherings who drank the way I did. Because, of course, they're going to tell you to just go for it. And you're like, yeah. it's like, who are these people? <laughs> do, do they care about you? Do they know your name? No. <laughs> you know? So I'm just excited to to have a different challenging i'm sure and i'm sure it'll be very tiring and all of those things but yeah. then that's why we need a break this summer for you yeah. you need to sleep yeah but um, i can't wait to meet the baby and we will yeah. be back this fall for more chatting and yeah we'll be on instagram all summer so let us know if you have any thoughts mm -hmm. and stuff and we'll be around so, I'm so grateful that we got to um, speak with a whole bunch of special people this year. So yeah. thank you to all of our guests that we've had and to everyone who generously shared their time and wisdom and experience with us and with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to our listeners. And we will talk to you guys soon. Bye, guys. All right. Happy weekend sober. Bye.